Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. I want to talk to you today about daring to be generous. You see, if you want the blessings of God in your life, if you want the power of God in your life, if you want the anointing of God through your life, then you've got to build on three things. What are those three things? Integrity, humility, and generosity. These are three antidotes to the the three great temptations in life. If you build up these three areas in your life, right, integrity, humility, generosity, you're going to set yourself up a barrier against the three greatest traps that can cause people to fail or downfall. What is the opposite of integrity? It's deceit or lying. What is the opposite of humility? It's pride. And what is the opposite of generosity? It's hoarding, holding it. I have to hold it in. Today, I run a concentrate or talk to you about one of these traits, and that is generosity. There are over 7,000 promises in the Word of God. And there's a condition, or what's called a premise, for every promise that's in the Word of God. There are more promises in the Bible relating to generosity than anything else. When I talk about being generous or generosity, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about being generous with our time, our energy, our praise, and being generous with our talent. It's all about becoming an unselfish person. So what is generosity? Why is God so interested in generosity and in us becoming generous people? The answer is because generosity is love in action. You see, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. What is the famous verse, John 3, 16? God so loved the world that he gave, what? His only son. God gave. God initiated giving. Love is all about giving. It's not about getting. Generosity is love in action. If I say I love my wife and I'm not generous to her, I'm not loving. Lust, on the other hand, is about getting. What can I get? So many love songs you hear on the radio these days, they're really lust songs. It's like, you make me feel what, like a natural woman. I don't know. That's the song. <laughs> it's like the song, you know, what, what have you done for me? What can you do for me? Love is all about giving. Lust is about getting. There are many important words we study in the Bible. The word believe. Now, that's an important word, right? Believe. It's used 270 times in the Bible. The word pray. 
Another important word. It's used 371 times. The word love is used 714 times. But did you know the word give is used 2,152 times? Give. See, everything we have is a gift from God. I want to look at some of the benefits of being generous. And I'm going to give you seven benefits of generosity. Number one, generosity honors God. Generosity honors God. Giving is an act of worship. It recognizes everything we have is a gift from God. It's all from Him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13, we read, because of the evidence of this service, they praise God for the obedience of your affirmation of the good news of Messiah and for the generosity of your contribution to them and to everyone. What was Paul talking about here? See, he was writing to the congregation in Corinth, Greece. And the congregation in Corinth, they were providing financial support to the Messianic believers in Jerusalem who were not having exactly an easy time. They were under a lot of persecution. They were under a lot of stress. Paul was thanking them for their generosity, their giving, their loving and giving and honoring God with their giving. We read in the wisdom that you see in Proverbs, in verse 14, I mean chapter 14, verse 31, it says, the one who oppresses the poor shows contempt for his maker. It's for God. But whoever is kind to the needy honors him. That is, whoever is kind to the needy honors God. You see, when you give to the needy, those in need, it honors God. That's what it's saying there. And that's what we do here at Tikvot Israel. We give to the needy and the land of Israel. We support Messianic believers in the land of Israel. We give to Holocaust survivors and Jewish refugees in the Ukraine and other former Soviet countries. We give to the needs even in our own community. Our generosity honors God. Number two, generosity will draw me closer to God. Why? Because whatever I invest in, that's what I'm interested in. Whatever I invest my time, my money, my mind, that's what I'm interested in. Whether it's golf, a business, a hobby, or in my case, I, I play guitar. I really like guitars. If you invest your time in charity, it's saying, that's what's important to me. That's what's important. In the book of Deuteronomy, we are instructed as follows. It says, Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God, at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. The purpose of tithing is always to put God first in your life, to revere 
to honor Him, to put Him number one. It draws me closer to Him. God wants a relationship with you. He wants an intimate relation. He wants to be close to you. Yeshua said, it's quoted in Matthew, chapter 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you want to be close to God, put some money there. Where your treasure is, your heart will be. That's where, you're, that's where you'll be close to. Number three, generosity makes me more like Yeshua. The most generous person who ever lived on this earth was Yeshua. We have been saved because of the generosity of Yeshua. Every time you give, you become more like Yeshua. You become more like Him. Every time you give, your heart gets bigger. We go back to the wisdom that's spoken in Proverbs. Proverbs 21, 26 says, All day long he, the slacker, craves greedily, yet the righteous one gives and does not hold back. Did Yeshua ever hold back? Absolutely not. He gave of his everything. He gave his life. The more godly you become, the more generous you'll be. And likewise, the more generous you become, the more godly you'll be. Luke 11.41 says, Purity is best demonstrated by generosity. To live a holy life is to be a giver. Now, God doesn't need your money. It all belongs to Him anyway. He just loaned it to us. But God wants you to learn to be unselfish. Why? Because God is a giver. He's all about giving. He gave His Son. When you give, you become more like the Messiah. You put on those traits in your life. Generosity makes us more like Yeshua. But number four, generosity is a cure for materialism. Materialism is all about getting, taking in, hoarding, getting, I need more, I need more, more. The only antidote to materialism is giving. Every time you give, you break that chain of materialism. Yeshua said in Matthew 6, 24, we're going back to Matthew 6, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stick by one and look down on the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot have two gods in your life. Is God number one, or is it money? Now, pretty hard to fight materialism living in America. We get caught up thinking about our self-worth and thinking that our self-worth and our net worth are connected. Let me tell you, they are not. We are bombarded with advertising constantly telling us that we need to have something. And the worst one is catalogs. How many people get catalogs in their mail? 
Sometimes I, I go in the mailbox, and there's like five, six catalogs. It's like, and you look through these things, like, man, I didn't even know they made this. Oh, but I, but I have to have it, you know, because they make it. I'm like, geez, I didn't know they made it. I have to have that. We're just, there's so much materialism, so much advertising in America today. We're just bombarded with it, TV, cable, on the Internet. It comes on your phone, you get calls, you name it. But what did Paul say to Timothy? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. He says, direct those who are rich in this present age not to be proud or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Direct them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, to be sharing, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the future so they might take hold of the true life you are richer than most of the people in the world. You may not realize that, but if you live in the United States of America, you are richer than probably 90% of the people in the world. God provides for our enjoyment. He loves us. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy things, and He provides for it. You don't know what you are truly living for until you break the grip of materialism. You know, I've spoken to many people over the years that have gone on mission trips to, to third world nations for, for ministry and gospel purposes, and I always hear the same thing. They come back, you wouldn't believe how happy these people are. They don't, they don't have anything. The kids are they're playing, they have like this one beat up soccer ball. That's their only toy, and they're happy. And you wouldn't believe it. They, they live in a, in a house with a dirt floor. Now, it's clean. They sweep it every day. But they're happy. They, have, they seemingly have so little materialism, but they're happy. That is something for us to learn. Generosity cures materialism. Number five, generosity will demonstrate my faith. It shows that we are trusting in the promises of God. It shows that we believe that God will take care of us. I want to reference that same verse in 2 Corinthians again in nine, chapter 9, verse 13. It says, because of the evidence of this service, the evidence, the proof, it demonstrates our faith. They, in Jerusalem, praise God for the obedience of your affirmation of the good news of Messiah, for the generosity of your contributions to them and to everyone. Your giving proves the reality of your faith. You are generous because of your faith. Stinginess is caused by unbelief. It's saying, I don't believe God is going to take care of me. I have to hold it in. It's a worry. I don't have enough. In Malachi, God dares us to trust Him. And if you've been around long enough, I know you've seen this verse, Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Where's the storehouse? What's He talking about? It's the place where you worship. Then there will be food in my house. 
He says, test me now in this, says Adonai Sevaot, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for you until no one is without enough. The storehouse, that's a place where you worship. God says, I dare you. I dare you to prove me. He says, test me. Being generous demonstrates my faith. As a personal note, Mary and I have always given as a couple, a married couple. There were years when she worked and she always tithed off her income. She would joke sometimes that it wasn't very much, but she always tithed. There were years when our kids were little and we didn't have much left over for things like vacations or big ticket items or dining out. When things were tight, it was tempting to hold back. Just couldn't do that. Over time, as we gave more of ourselves to ministry, God entrusted us with more financially. And I mean miracles would happen. As I gave and as Mary and I gave in, in ministry here and as worship leading and becoming a shamash and then an elder, miracles would happen. I remember the day my boss called me into his office, and I'm wondering what's up. He tells me to close the door, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, am I in some kind of trouble? What's going on here? So he proceeds to tell me, HR, Human Relations, has reviewed my file and says, they're going to give me a raise. My boss was astonished. You see, you have to understand, when I worked for all 33 years at Altria, Philip Morris, they don't do that. They don't do things like that. You get a performance re review once a year. And once a year, you go through this big elaborate process. They, they evaluate you. And pretty much, unless you're getting a promotion, you're going to get a little raise, and it's going to cover the cost of inflation. And this happens every February, so in March, you get a raise. Well, this was August. And he's like, and, and by the way, my, my boss was actually a believer at this time. He was, he was a wonderful guy. He said, David, I'd love to take credit for this, but I didn't do this. They just emailed him from corporate and said, they've evaluated your file and you need a raise. And so I got this big raise, and I was like, Lord, praise God. It never happens. But you know what's really wild? Next year, I go, we go through the regular cycle, and then, you know, you get your, your raise March 1st. It was like another J July, August. David, come to my office. Come in, shut the door. He says, I... I, 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 I can't believe this. He says, I can't explain it. They've evaluated you again. They're giving you another raise. I got four raises in two years. Talk about a miracle. I don't, they just don't do that. You could scream up and down and stand on your head. They would not give you a raise unless it was time. I could, just out of the blue. Well, I don't think it was out of the blue. It was God. When we are generous, God is faithful. He says, prove me in this. Generosity demonstrates our faith. Number six, generosity reveals my character. It shows what kind of a heart you really have. Do you have a generous heart or do I have a stingy heart? The Bible says, 
God uses money to test what's really inside of us. He promises that if you are faithful in little things, He will give you more. If you are faithful in what you are given here on earth, you will receive that much more in heaven. Yeshua said the following in Luke 16, So if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Who's going to trust you with true riches? And you know the answer. Nobody. God's not going to. Your rewards and responsibility in heaven will be based on how you handle what God gave you today here on this earth. See, we want to have the character of love, of giving, of generosity. It reveals our character. And number seven, generosity brings God's blessing. If you want God's blessing on your life, you must learn not to be a miser. You must learn to be open-handed with what God has given you. The more you give of your time, your talents, your energy, and your finances, the more God will give to you. Love Proverbs. Proverbs 22 has so much to say about this stuff. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. And in Deuteronomy, it goes on to say, Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. Be generous with your brothers and sisters. With, give to without a grudging heart. And because of this, the Lord is going to bless you. 2 Corinthians 9, in verses 6 through 8, says, The point is this, Whosoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Let each one give as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you, so that by always having enough of everything, you may overflow in every good work. God will bless you in your generosity. Rosh Hashanah begins tomorrow at sundown. Rosh Hashanah is literally means the head of the year or beginning of the new year. It begins our period of the days of awe culminating in Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. It is our time of reflecting on our lives, our time of repentance. It's our time of prayer. It is our time of prayer for repentance of the world around us as well as our community, our families, and ourselves. Folks, your Tikvot family needs you. We've been going through a dry season financially. Do you give of your time and talents volunteering one way or another in the congregation? We thank you. We are so ever thankful for you being generous with your time and your volunteer service. I know many of you lead busy lives. We are so very grateful and thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But we cannot pay the electric bill without tithes and offerings. We not, cannot pay your staff who work tirelessly 
and frequently work all kinds of overtime hours without even asking for compensation. We cannot provide childcare, own egg, building maintenance without your ties. Without your financial gifts, we cannot give to the Israel Benevolence Fund, to Hevra. And when our basket is empty, we can't help people even in our own community in need. I ask you when you go home today to please pray. I ask you to thank God for what he has given us here, just how special this place is. You have a young Jewish man who accepted Yeshua as his Messiah when he was in college and now has dedicated his life to be a rabbi, your rabbi. Do you have any idea how many Messianic congregations there are in need of a rabbi? Who would love to have him? I'm so, I don't mean to embarrass you, David. I'm sorry. Do you realize you get to worship every Shabbat in a Jewish synagogue? A real Messianic Jewish synagogue? Do you know how many Messianic congregations have to rent space from churches, from schools, hotel meeting rooms? Many of them don't even have a Torah scroll. What we have and what God has given us here is very special. Don't take it for granted. Don't assume the person next to you will tithe for you. Because chances are they're thinking the person next to them will tithe for them as well. Be generous. We listed seven benefits of being generous. It honors God. It brings you closer to Him. It brings blessings. It builds your faith. Be generous in your life. Don't live with a scarcity mentality, thinking that you have to hoard, hold things in. Be generous with your love. Be generous with your praise. Be generous with your worship. And yes, be generous with your tithes and offerings. Shabbat Shalom.